What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Chronicles of Runeterra, the podcast that is all about Arcane and why you should be watching this show, basically. I am Mike. And I'm Sean. How are you dealing with not having Arcane, like new well, stuff of Arcane? That's the thing, Mike. You know, it, well, Tell me what of, that thing is, Sean. By, <laughs> by the power of technology, um, <laughs> Hextech, some may say, I... Uh, I'm able to watch it again, you know, and just Whoa. have it in the background while I'm cooking, you know, <laughs> um, or just, you know, I'm in a conference call and I can be like, nah, I'm just going to watch this while people are talking, you know. Um, how, how many times have you rewatched it since? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not watching it like watching, watching it. I've, right, right. I have like from beginning to end, mm-hmm. I've I've watched it probably at least uh probably at least nine or ten times um, i'm around there too for like okay. paying attention yeah. beginning to end so you're not the only crazy person yeah. yeah well and but if you counted now me half paying attention uh-huh. um i'm probably upwards of like 16 or 17 now because i will just <laughs> i'll have it on in the background while i'm not you it's know, like doing your other security things. blanket it's my security it's my it's, it's uh, my version of the office essentially um, uh, okay yeah and then every now and then I hear the music swell up and I'm like, Ooh, the big gotta action sequence is going to come in. And I'm yeah. like, I'll go pay attention. Then I'm like, okay, got it. And I'm like, then I'll come back. And- <laughs> yeah, I've, I've <laughs> noticed my problem is, is that like whenever I have it on, um, I can't help but watch it. So I, I can't have it on or otherwise I will only focus on it. Does that make sense? Uh, I can't multitask yes. with it. So yeah, 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 it's an unfortunate reality. But yeah, I've, I've watched it through many a times now. But I got to admit, like not having new stuff, though. Like having this weight, I've never, I'm never going to be going through such a hard time for a show's second season well, than right so now. So that that's the thing is like right now for me, I'm actually in a pretty zen place, right? When it comes to this, fast forward I'm, two weeks, you're fucking tearing out your well, hair, <laughs> I'm like tearing my hair, scratching, like you know, like I've got the itch. Seeing but a therapist, I, yeah, yeah, seeing a therapist. But I will say, the moment that they announce a release date for season two. Um, oh. my life will be in shambles. You yeah. Know? That's whenever it's like, I'm literally just going to be counting down the days. So I'm, I'm kind of in a weird way. I'm like, just announce it like a month beforehand. Okay. Don't, don't announce it, you know, two years beforehand, like you did with the first season. Or maybe have you know? a then, surprise release. Surprise. Oh man, that'd be awesome. Just a surprise release. I wasn't expecting it. And boom, it's here. Like, <laughs> but they're not going to do that. They're going to market no, the hell no, out no. of it. So, um, <laughs> I foresee at least yeah, a six month, you know, differential between uh announcement and and release date if not more so yeah i mean i'm still thinking that we're going to be seeing first season of another region coming soon um so yeah probably in about i I love your optimism mike but um you know i'm I'm just i'm not gonna that's what i'm here for i don't want to get your hopes up at all so (laughs) um but anyways all right so let's tell the people what we're going to be talking about a little bit in this yeah this episode all right so basically this one's all about canon versus non-canon if canon's important that kind of stuff and what we're going to even be talking about what canon is for those of you that don't know mm-hmm. but basically it's a little more about the lore side from the original lore uh versus this arcane lore that we now have 
and uh, the coping of it and seeing if there's some kind of happy medium, if they're going to retcon a lot of stuff and make it full canon or what. So that's the topic of, of this discussion. We're also going to be adding in at the very end. Um, we're going to be going over the reviews that we got from you guys, which there's been so many of. Thank you guys so much. You're awesome. We've gotten yes, a lot of love awesome. from this. It's crazy. We never knew that we were. So I was awesome. I was tearing up for a little bit for with one of these reviews. <laughs> I was like, man, they really like us. They like us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, we will be doing that. So make sure to stay if you're interested in that. I just want to go ahead and quickly mention our socials. Uh, our Twitter is at cor underscore pod, or of course you can just type in Chronicles of Runeterra. On Twitter mm-hmm. will pop up, um, so make sure you do that. Follow us there. You know, talk to us, add us, DM us, anything you want. It's all good. And then, of course, go to Apple Podcasts and just as we were talking about, leave a five star review for us because it makes us feel amazing about ourselves, and that's what we need at this time. Yes, yes, I have Please. a very <laughs> temperamental ego, and it needs to be stroked from now and again. Um, <laughs> More often than not, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyways, yeah, so that's pretty much it for the pandering part of this, thank God. Um, But yeah, let's go on to the good stuff. So let's go ahead and talk about just a few things that are different between Arcane and the canon universe. And we can say if they're better or not. Just for you guys to know, a few big things that are different. And I'm not going to go too far into any of them because I don't. there's still storylines that will probably be taken from eventually in, in season two. So I'm not really like. Well, and, and part of it too is like, this isn't that type of show where we're going to explore every avenue of possibility of where this show can go because, I, I don't, I, I think it, it, you know, if we explore it enough, then we will eventually stumble across what they're going to write, you know. So yeah. I'd I'd rather take the approach of going here's some avenues, but we're not going to get into the nitty gritty. Um, and, and potentially, you know, spoil entire timeline. Yeah. Kind of I mean, most so. of this has to do with stuff that's already been that's already different then. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So one one thing that we've noticed, which is actually something we talked about before, is is and I think it's probably the biggest issue is that or discrepancy, I should say, is mm. that Hextech in the in the League of Legend universe timeline wise compared to what's happening now. Hextech was actually already a thing. It yeah. was just amplified by the crystals that they got later on. Like, for instance, those gauntlets that that Vi has, like those were, you know, the mining gauntlets or whatever. And they became like super powered once you applied the crystal to them. So Hextech was already a thing because Camille, who was a, a very important character that was already around in a very famous character she's a villain overall i'd say you would agree with that right camille like she's because she's definitely not a hero she's a sketchy fucking character she's very immoral yes (laughs) (laughs) so she's not like she's not like super you know she's not like a super villain but like she definitely has killed some people she's a villain (laughs) i mean she works for a super wealthy family like yeah i mean she does the dirty work of of she's basically a mercenary is what it is so yeah she's definitely evil bad so. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, it's just she's not like, um, uh, what's his face? Why am I blinking on his name? Our favorite ADC. Why am I blinking on his name right now? What's our favorite ADC? Jin. 
There we go. Jin. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why is he? Oh, he's not your favorite ADC. He's now only my favorite ADC. That's what's happening, right? Well, no, your favorite ADC is Twitch. That's why I was confer- confused. Oh, so that is true, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. So. Actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got me. There. I know more about what you like than you know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh wow. This is a weird time. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jin is my second favorite. I would say. Okay. There Although you go. Yeah. oddly enough, Tristan is the one I do the best with. So do yeah. with that what yeah. you fucking will. I guess. <laughs> my favorite is Jin. There you go. <laughs> but anyways, Jin, who who is someone that I would love to see, and he does come into Piltover and Zon at some point he's all over the place he's all over the map literally but yeah um, i would love to see him because he and camille have a, a specifically very interesting storyline but um anyway so camille she's a, a very big character over in piltover she is basically head of the house for uh, clan pharos which is a clan that they actually mentioned well i think it's house pharos right now but will be clan pharos eventually um uh, they mentioned them in arcane so we know that they're a thing which is good um, mm-hmm. but yeah, we don't know anything about Camille yet. And with just now the invention of Hextech, that makes things weird because she had already been turned into her like mechanized form, right? Her augmented form, um, from Hextech, like, I think like 40 years ago or so. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's one of the oldest women in, yeah. in Lowell. She's, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to have a serious crush on her whenever she goes, she comes out, even though she's like going to be incredibly bad character. Oh, she's going to be very much that, that choke me mommy if you need to. <laughs> she's, just, she's just such a badass. I, I'm attracted to strong women. That's what it With is. With giant thighs, <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, so... It's hot in here, man. What's going on? So anyways, we have, we have that coming. Um, so hopefully they do still bring her i'm sure that i she think gonna i think we in. are gonna see yeah, camille she's pretty so. popular and she's you know integral to a lot of storylines there so I'm, I'm i'm assuming that's a season two thing um but yeah especially since they mentioned the you know the name the family name now mm-hmm. one thing that is different as well though is that the kiramans um that was caitlin's house but in the story, Jace was actually Jace didn't even know Kate. I mean, like she, she, he, they knew each other, but they were not like friends or anything. It wasn't explicitly said that we they were friends. Mm-hmm. Like in fact, I think we just got a a cinematic a little bit ago that had them like you know shooting some targets together. That was like the first time that they actually even like were mentioned together. I'm yeah. pretty sure. So yeah, yeah. But he was originally in a house called the Giaparas, I believe. And so, yeah. like, they're in a totally different. They're in a totally different house, and that house wasn't even mentioned once. I think that house is gone. Yeah, so. I think that house I is deleted. It's, yeah, it's been uh, control deleted. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that house. If if you were a fan of the of the Geoparas, um, I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> you've been waving a weird flag this whole time, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's gone now. <laughs> Um, but anyways, and I also want to mention Jace himself. We already spoke about this a little bit, but he was far more arrogant of a character in the, you know, League of, Le- League of Legends canon storyline mm-hmm. than the one that we got in Arcane. Like, I mean, he, he was he was he was a narcissist. Like, he was, and I'm not I mean, just yeah. I'm not saying that as like because that that word's thrown around a lot right now. Right. I'm like, no, he was no, he was mean like in the a realist sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, it, it, it was so bad even to the point where, I mean, he was hated amongst like the Piltovian elite because he was such an asshole. He was hated by literally everyone, but it's just his genius was so undeniable that they just kind of had to deal with him. And the only person that could rival him was Victor. And they actually met um, in a totally different way. They met at in Piltover um, at a Progress Day event where neither one of them wanted to be at, but they were required to be there. And um, they both kind of realized that they challenged each other intellectually and they always had this kind of love-hate friendship. Not at all like the brother, you know, the was a brotherhood that you that you see in the show. Yeah. Right. Which gives him so much more depth. It creates more of a tragedy with the storyline that we know to come. Right. Yeah. As opposed to what does end up unfolding in the canon storyline. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely a big difference that I, I wish would become canon. Hopefully it does. Still holding out for that. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so. I really like that version a lot more. And Victor, he wasn't he wasn't crippled in the story, in, I mean, in canon at all. He was not crippled. Um, in Arcane, he was, um, which I think adds another layer of vulnerability to him as well, right? Yeah, and motivation. Yeah, and, yeah definitely motivation too, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would say their ultimate motivation um, is still very much the same in, in really wanting to help humanity. But the difference is, is that they wanted to help humanity in different ways. He more wanted to help humanity in a, like, humanity must live at any cost kind of scenario versus Jace, which was a much more free-willed, you know, I want to help humanity through technology, right? Yeah. Um, Because something that, you know, a big point of contention later on that comes, and I don't want to mention specific events here because... You know, I, I'm not sure how they're going to work this with the timeline, but I have a feeling it will. There's one point specifically that something will happen and break them off of each other. Um, but the big point of contention is basically like free will versus control of the human mind. And so I think at that point, that's the difference in their philosophies, which they haven't had to confront yet in Arcane. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't even think. That's going to be like the factor that contributes to their divide in Arcane. I think the Arcane's going to take a different direction. Um, and okay. I think we've already kind of seen. Can you where it's can you going. tell me what you think is going to happen? And without like going into a. I don't know if your version specifically touches on something from the real story or not. I mean, I, I kind of talked about this in, in our final thoughts. Episode, Re- refresh but, me. But, uh, you know, my, my theory is that, you know, the explosion happens. Um, Victor is kept barely alive by mm. the um, the Hex Corps, right? Um, Mel saves Jace, and Jace uses the Hex Corps to push Victor, you know, even further mm-hmm. um, to keep him alive. Mm-hmm. So in in return, he, he denies... Victor, you know, what he asked, which was to destroy the hex core and Victor becomes even more, um, uh, he, he succumbs even more to the hex core cause he's, he's, you know, been merged with it, it it's, even more. Yeah. At this it's point. taking, uh, not necessarily taking over, but it's definitely advancing on him. Yeah. And you know, what's really reminding me a little bit of, of Victor and the hex core mm-hmm. is, uh, Doc Ock in Spider-Man two with his yeah. arms. It's, it is similar. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
So I wouldn't be surprised if they take that route where it's really Victor's own free will is kind of, um, you know, he has to to tussle with it, you know, with that hex mm-hmm. core at, at all times. Um, I don't know, but I think that's that could serve as the the schism between these two, uh, rather than, you know, them getting in an argument over the mm. ethics behind a certain technology that I definitely, great, I, and I definitely like that idea more. And I agree that I think that will happen. I think, cause I think one thing that is different, um, or I should say another thing that is different is, and this is a big one, the hex core, the existence of the hex core. Although yes. that's a thing in the game, yes. that's not mentioned in the Canon story. And so, well, and that was never well, that, a point of divide. That's the thing too, is like even the hex core in the game is very different than the hex core in Arcane. Right. Hex core in, in Arcane is still is very, you know, hex tech like. There's no weird, you know, fleshy look to it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, where in Arcane it's got that that fleshy, you know, void look to it. Um so we're already starting to see where Arcane is is branching away from from the canon. Um interpretations of these characters yeah and so i think um you know i do think that it will revolve around the that the hex core more but i i'm not sure if that other specific instance will come into play i actually really like that other incidents like the final thing that broke them off i would like it to come into play here at some point but I do think that the core of the fallout is definitely going to be the hex core only because it's very obvious that that is going to be a, a paramount thing in their relationship or a paramount thing to define their relationship in the future. Yeah. Um, all right, but let's keep going. So the next thing is, uh, I mean, as far as the crystals are concerned, we're in a very different spaces from the oh, like what's yeah. going on. I mean, a, like we already have them, you know, at the invention of Hexcore, obviously the timeline's different from Canon Universe, but also we we don't really have the way that they were created yet in in Arcane. Um, in Core Universe, they were mined from the Brackern, which is Skarner. If anyone knows that character, he's like a crystallized um, scorpion. Scorpion, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's they're an ancient race, and they're actually mined from them by killing them, basically. Uh, so it's pretty barbaric. I don't. I, I I guess at this point they're probably going to do away with that. I don't know, but the mining of this is what created uh, Pharos of uh, the clan Pharos being so rich, being the richest person in all of Piltover or yeah. clan in all of Piltover. Yeah, and, since, and and seeing that they've already gotten to that point, right? You know, I have no idea. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that is going to definitely be different in some way. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's all going to be different, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what happens there. Um, but the other thing is Stanwick uh, Padidley. Yep. That is another character that is definitely different and was someone that you heard a good bit. He he tied in a lot of characters. Well, and, the and that's the thing is one. it felt like Stanwick was kind of like a catch all. They're like, okay, we need a scientist. They needed the go common and, thread to go, yeah. Go and throw yeah. Stanwick in there again, you know. <laughs> good old, good old Stanwick. <laughs> Just dust him off, you know. <laughs> throw him in there, you know. So, <laughs> the kids will like him, you know. Because I mean, his storyline doesn't match up too well, anyways. But it, like, I think this reinforces the idea of a um, of a catch-all because 
I mean, he was a he was he became Warwick like he was the one that ended up becoming Warwick. He also invited Singe to come be a or I'm sorry. No, he invited uh, Victor to come be a, you know, someone over in like an apprentice. Yeah. And yeah. An apprentice in Piltover. He takes his ideas later on whenever it comes to Blitzcrank, which is another character we'll talk about in just a second. Um, you know, took credit for an idea of his. And then he also, what was it? He had something to do with Singe too, other than becoming Warwick, which was Singe's, you know, uh, one of Singe's big mm-hmm. creations. So, yeah, like Stanwyck Padidley is definitely a catch all. And then, but it's such a weird thing because I guess he was more like of a kind of villain-ish character. He, he is more the, of like uh, an opportunist canon. than anything, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It's yeah. an opportunist, yeah. And, um, but in in this storyline, he was hailed as a, a hero. Yeah, like a founder of Piltover, yeah. Yeah, he was a founder of Piltover, and he was the kind of guy who his inventions himself, correct me if I'm wrong, his inventions himself never really worked out, but he really fostered the education of yes. the youth to carry the uh, success of the city on their shoulders. And so he was hailed as a hero for that. So definitely a very yeah. different narrative for good old... <laughs> I think they're just like, you know what, Stanley? You did good. It's time yeah. for retirement, buddy. <laughs> Go down the golden halls. You can be a there. statue <laughs> in episode four, okay? So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So um, that happened. Uh, Blitzcrank is is a very cool character. I hope they, they made reference I hope they, to it. They bring Blitzcrank in. They, and... they said crank it like yeah. five times for a reason. That's all I'm going to say. Dude. They were very clear whenever they're like crank, crank? it. And they're like crank, crank it. Crank, crank it. it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Blitzcrank. He's a he's a sentient golem. Uh, well, it, created and by the thing Victor. is, is like I know golem has very a lot of interpretations. Um, mm-hmm. when it comes to, to Golem in, in league, right. It's a, like a mechanical steampunk, like sentient yeah. being, right. Um, it's got its yeah. own thoughts. It doesn't necessarily have, it's more like a dog than a human when it comes to the thoughts. Um, so, but in, well, in some, in some cases, ca- yeah, in, in most, most cases, cases. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm sure they're, they're going to branch out and they're going to make it to where they, well, Blitzcrank specifically, he was more advanced in the fact that he started to take on like he and Blitzcrank. I'm sorry, Victor and Blitzcrank started to really become like lovers, you know, partner, oh. like <laughs> and lovers. <laughs> Things are very different. Hey, down Blitzcrank, can you crank my blitz? You know, <laughs> crank it up, Blitzcrank. No. Um, God, it was terrible. Um, but anyways, so Blitzcrank. Um, they basically became kind of like partners because like Victor in canon, um, like I said, it wasn't necessarily evil as he, he seems evil to a lot of people whenever, especially whenever you see him, you're like, that's fuck that fucker's evil. Um, but no, in in this case, he really had like a deep desire to help humanity. Um, but it's just the ways of doing it were sometimes questionable. But in this case, um, he had Blitzcrank usually like saved a lot of areas in Zon, especially whenever accidents happened. Like they would u- usually the ones to go and help and mm-hmm. clean up and everything. Blitzcrank be kind of, kind of like took on the personality of a superhero. Like, and so, and he became so, how should I say? Um, Enamored? Like, I guess, inde- no, like independent, oh, I would yeah. say, of Victor, that eventually Victor was like, all right, well, Blitzcrank, you go yeah, be Blitzcrank. Yeah, it was like full and, fleshed out AI at that point. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so he was doing his own thing, like, he at, at one point. So over in Zon, he was kind of a protector. 
So definitely cool character. Really hope that yeah. they bring him in. I re- I really think that's going to be a season two thing. What do you think? I mean, it, they were able to to write all these other characters together. I I think they have to bring in new characters to really keep the because you know they from the beginning they've said this is mm-hmm. for the players right, and I think mm-hmm. like the players are going to be expecting several new characters to come into play um, in season two, and I think Blitzcrank is a, is a one that. He's kind of like a Groot in the in that respect, where Groot, it's like he's not going to <clears throat> take up much screen time, but every time he's on screen, mm-hmm. he's going to be just delightful, you know? Um, yeah, I, I would I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah, that's that's a yeah. I think that that's a good parallel. Yeah, um, I know. That's why I said. But it, so. that's my fucking setup, bro. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, I really hope. I do think that they're going to do him incredibly well. I mean, they did every other character incredibly yeah. well. I was originally writing Jinx, not fully out, but I think we both were like thinking that she was completely be, different. Like, like definitely not the focus of the second. Well, like she and, was, in and the that's first. the thing is like I was just not. Oh, you're talking about uh, season two. You don't think she's going to be the. F- I'm talking about oh, season two. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm oh, well, I'm just two. talking about season one. Like I didn't, I didn't think they were going to pull her off in season one. So the fact that they they pull oh, no, her no, off no, no, in no. season one, yeah, I think season two they can they can pull away from her a little bit. But I mean, based on that teaser for season two, though, I it sounds like she's going to be you know in, in the center. So. Well, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, at first I was thinking for season two that she wasn't going to be as as much of a focus as she was in season one, but. I really think that a big portion of it we're going to be dealing with at least one of the one of the three mm-hmm. acts, right? We're going to be dealing with the reckoning of Warwick, and so I do think that Vi and Jinx are going to be together yeah. on that one a lot. So we're going to you have know. To see I what just had a crazy thought. This What's is kind of crazy. Thought? Tell me that crazy thought. Oh, it's, it's so, so crazy. crazy. What if? This is going to be the most grounded thought. What ever. if? No, actually, I, I don't think it will. But what if? What if Jinx? Becomes the new Silco. No, you don't happen. think so. She she doesn't care to be organized. Enough. Oh, I think I think. It, but that's chaos, the thing is, I think it would be pure chaos. Like even the they would, it'd be so dramatic because even the the barons. Think she'd be like yeah. The Joker. Even the barons would be terrified, and and they would have to usurp her eventually. Like, well, I I think that she's going to. I mean, it like, just seems like kind of a crazy like thing to do. Whereas she is not going like she's never going to have rule in Piltover. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, in Zahn. Um but I definitely think that she's going to be a force. Oh yeah. Zahn. I mean if like it's a chaotic even force. like like the dogs off the leash kind of thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean we know that the Ken Barons come in and, and I like that storyline with the Ken Barons and having that ruling class mm-hmm. there because I think it has great, you know, it's a great juxtaposition to yeah. Piltover, right? But yeah, having she's definitely a chaotic force that everyone's gonna have to deal with, but especially the the Ken Barons and the top end. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going. It's gonna be very interesting to see what what happens um, to fill Silco's narrative spot. I will say. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about Vi a little bit. So Vi is very different in canon from what she is yeah. in Arcane. First of all, I mean, and this is where we get into the whole like. You know, in the game for the longest time, they never confirmed that they were sisters. They still never even did really confirm that <sighs> they, they were sisters. They confirmed. Oh my god! Like you. Well, no, oh they didn't. God. And then they hold on. Let me just say, they especially didn't now. If this isn't considered canon, because now who the fuck Get knows me what, out of here. what happened? Get me out of here. 
no well, one me- knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like this is like the part where someone's on stage dancing. Yeah, and and just yanks them, and, them the neck, them. and all that's left is <laughs> yeah. their shoes. You know, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, so like there was, you know, whether it's confirmed or not. Like, I mean, it's a very weird history of confirming and not confirming this situation, but. Um, Vi was an orphan found in a um, what a basket like floating down oh, the river. Never heard basically. that one before. Yeah. And <laughs> with yeah, right, <laughs> with enough room for two, they specifically said, but there's only one. Um, but only Vi was in there. So Vi formed a gang whenever she was young, and she found a mentor at. So like that part is specifically different. So she was on her own for the longest time. She did end up having a mentor that worked at a bar or that owned a bar. I don't remember if they said worked at or, mm-hmm. or owned, but they did have that, which obviously this character was the inspiration for Vander. But for the vast majority of her life, she was, she was alone. She was just an orphan mm-hmm. on the street. Um, and yeah, Vi formed a gang of her own and they ended up like how she got the gauntlets and everything was very different. She went to this, she was going to do this, uh, job with this other gang her gang and this other gang to go steal some stuff from a mine the the other gang was too rowdy with it things collapsed she went in and tried to save the innocent people with the gloves like very different story than what we saw with with uh, mm-hmm. arcane but overall i think we both agree that the story with arcane was far yeah better, right yeah for sure yeah especially since jinxes was literally like her the only thing that they talk about with jinx is her, her present not her past and just that she's a crazy dangerous person with yeah. guns and it's like yeah you're, we like, know you're like oh so, it's harley quinn okay so yeah, yeah exactly exactly harley quinn um so that obviously way better in arcane caitlin we have she we didn't really get much from caitlin like she she was basically kind of like just living off of her parents uh for a while they both worked as as wardens because mm-hmm. the police force was called wardens by the way which is something that i feel like it's going to now that like, like Caitlin's going to become like top of the helm there pretty soon. Yeah, sheriff, sheriff and, Piltover. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sheriff of Piltover. Yeah, her title and, in game. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's she's going to name them. Well, yeah, but she's going to name them over as wardens. So uh, like fairly soon, very small, minute detail, but they are always referred to as wardens in the in the game and in Arcane they never said mm-hmm. wardens. So just saying that's probably going to happen. Um, but she also, as I said, never knew Jace. And it isn't until she doesn't actually become a police officer or anything related to a police officer, investigator, sheriff, whatever, until her parents get kidnapped by C. Then she starts independently investigating, mm-hmm. um, you know, utilizing the knowledge that she learned just from her parents being you know, in the force um, as she was growing up. So that was a big thing in becoming who she became. But here, obviously, it happens very differently. And I definitely like I, I think we're going to see an adapted version of that story. into yeah. Arcane. I, I, I so? mean, I I think so. I, you know, they can take it anywhere at this point. Um, I I do foresee because, you know, they had the A, A story and the B story, right? Mm-hmm. A story being Jinx mm-hmm. and Vi and then B story being um, Jason Victor kind of thing. Um, and then Caitlin kind of ties them together. But I think uh, I think the Jason Victor story in, in with Mel and and her mother and stuff. I think that's gonna. I wouldn't be surprised if that becomes the A storyline, and then they kind of reverse and, and they move Vi and Jinx to the B storyline. Like 
that wouldn't surprise me at all. But I was just thinking that. Yeah. Day. No, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Just focus more on that because there is a lot more to develop there. Like on the other side, it's a little more of the mm-hmm. same, right? With the Jinx and Vi end. But yeah, there's definitely like they're weaving something together yeah. actively with Mama Madarda, Mel and Jace there for sure. Um, so yeah, that that's a very good point. And I'm sure you're probably right on that. Uh, next to Singe, and we only have like two characters left to really go over, but like Singed, he, this is like the one character where everything that he did in canon lore looks like it might actually be implemented into this lore, at least so far. Yeah. Because we didn't, it, it looked like it originally was not going to be the same, but then we well, got and, those two reveals. And I think that the, there's ones like, because Singe has two big stories on the universe, I think. And I think, I don't think they're going to be able to fit both of them into um, an arcane season. I don't think they need to. Um, but yeah, I definitely see them pulling a lot more content from the League universe um, for Singe than, say, like, you know, they didn't really pull anything for Jace kind of thing. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, if I was talking more about, like, just a general, like, arcs of his character not there's not necessarily specific mm-hmm. characters but you're right in the fact that i mean a singed has like the literally uh well has the coolest in my opinion stories that there is out there but definitely has the most favorite amongst any lore lover in league which is um the one where he sews the two people together did you have you read that story? um no not yet so I heard some. You have to read that. Uh, um, story. It's honestly like it's such good writing, even alone. It's, yeah, it's I, I went, but it's super I went through dark. a thing where I was I was reading every story, um, like of each universe, and I think with Zon, it was um, I, that's whenever I paused and and I didn't pick it back up, but I finished like Demacia, I finished Noxus, I finished Freljord, I finished a lot of them. So well, yeah, I I know why you were doing that. It's because all those other regions were like. Piltover and Zom are literally the last region for the most part, at least of the known regions that they've invested yeah. time in. Like literally we had, you know, big stuff happen in Demacia recently, right? With, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on his name? Chains guy. Silas. Mm-hmm. Silas. Thank you. Silas leading the revolution of the mages, yeah. right? And then we had Bilgewater with, I mean, the whole. Oh yeah. I've read, read all the Bilgewater stories. Yeah. Yeah, and then we had the Ruination dealing with the Shadow Isles and Bilgewater. We had Noxus with, you know, like I said, Baram Darkwill and Takeover of, of Swain. And then Ionia. We've had so much to do yeah. with Ionia, right? So, yeah, there's a lot there. Um, but Noxus and Piltover, are like the, they're like the oldest that hasn't really been touched yet until Arcane. So, yeah, I really feel like this is just a nice update to everything that, that they should have done to uh, Piltover and and Zahn, but um, Singed specifically, uh, he worked in Piltover. We know that. They said that in Arcane, right? And that is what happened, and he was a professor in Piltover. They they said that in Arcane. He was a professor in Piltover um, in the canon storyline as well, but he was eventually kicked out because everyone, whenever Hextech, um, like new Hextech became a thing, he never really wanted to focus on Hextech. He wanted to stay in the natural sciences and focus specifically on alchemy. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and uh, biology. And eventually resources, you know, funding basically totally dried up and he ended up being kicked out of Piltover because he didn't want to work with with Hextech, really. Um, And then, of course, the bandages that he has relates to Warwick scratching him. That was a big part in one of his stories. And in this case, it was it was pretty good red herring. They tried to make us think that it was because of the poison. Right. But then at the end, whenever we see Warwick... We, we know, oh, what well, that was because of the bandages, because mm-hmm. of Warwick. Um, so that was a big thing. So they're definitely like, it has room to have all of those things that he had canon in the story be canon in his life so far. We just don't know about yeah. them yet. Um, so I like that they did that because Singes, as we mentioned in a previous episode, he's tied to a lot of different characters in a lot of different regions. Um, so yeah, he's a, a very important character to keep following, but then, so that's pretty much all of, all of Singed, mm-hmm. right? Um, so Singed, good fidelity yep. so far. I think probably the most fidelity. Echo, his is wild. Echo's different. basically a, a new character in my opinion. Like yeah, even, even definitely. where he's at, like it was a complete tonal shift of like, if there was one major critique for a character it was um, Echo, like he his his tonal shift. It was a complete tonal shift of his character. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm cool with it. You know, as a as an Echo player, I'm I'm okay with it. But at the same time, like mm-hmm. it would have been cool if they would have kept not even so much a lot of his backstory, but a lot of his, um, you know the the initial kind of. Um, what do you want to call it? Just vibe that he had. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that that's my biggest critique. Of course, yeah, I'll let you go into detail as far as like the, the storyline. Um, but yeah, as far mm-hmm. as the story is concerned, it's, it's basically a complete retcon in my opinion. So, yeah. Cause in this one, he has a tragic storyline, mm-hmm. right? Well, in his and Zahn, especially for Zahn, he has probably like, the best or like at least the nicest storyline that I've ever heard because basically both, first of all, he has both his parents Mm -hmm. and both of his parents work really hard in Zahn factories to save up enough money to try to send him to Piltover because he is, he's a tinker. He's a genius. And, um, he doesn't want to go to Piltover. He wants to stay in Zahn and he actually forms a like a group, a kind of a gang, but not really like a villain gang, you know, like it's more of a support group than anything yeah. else um, called the children of Zon. And um, yeah, he ended up eventually, of course, he, he found a hex crystal in a demolished lab, which is Victor's. Like if you know anything about Victor's story, like that, that was Victor's lab that got mm-hmm. smashed up. And that's how he created his Z drive. Um, to rewind time but yeah like he it's definitely like a very nice sweet story like he every night he sits down with his parents and they all listen to stories together and stuff like that like it's a super you know heartwarming experience for him so not Um, a rough childhood at all which they no not in the slightest he's living in the one percent you know what i mean (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, look, <laughs> and not that's not even monetarily based. That's like based on having all of your yeah, family yeah. base. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's definitely living his best life over there in the story. But I, I prefer the arcane experience much more because 
I mean, although it's terrible for him, like I, it's a. Well, yeah, it's a much more line. like whenever I read the the story, so much more initially. I was just kind of like, yeah, it's kind of a boring origin story. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It's he's a basic bitch. Yeah. Dude. Hey, no, he's shut up. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, he needs that trauma, dude. Give him that trauma to make it more interesting. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, it's, it's, um, I, I like the direction that they took with them in Arcane. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, it just to, it goes to show, like, you know, they're willing to take liberties where they need to. So, yeah. And then the last one, and this is like super tiny, like literally Heimerdinger, all they really have for him, besides like some minor little stories here and there with like Ziggs, which are like more of like fun, frilly yeah. adventures. Um, or James, which too, I, actually, I think we talked about this a little bit, but I don't think I think they're going to keep Ziggs and Heimer away from each other, um, uh, in the future of Arcane, yeah, because they are not at all no, the same, no. yeah, they're very well. And, and this, they were opposites. writing that before they really started to explore <laughs> Yordles having more agency, and mm-hmm. uh, by agency, I mean they aren't goody two shoes, um, in the <laughs> the low universe and for the longest time yordles were kind of like the like the innocent and like you know kind of whatever you want to call it like they had one character i think it was vagar right where he was like dead set on mm-hmm. being evil but even that was like an endearing cute like type of thing where now it's like thanks to legends of runeterra we really see yordles kind of being a little bit more conniving um they're willing to gamble and and we've seen pirate yordles so it's like yeah, yeah, before, like with Heimer, it was just kind of like, oh, you know, Heimer and Ziggs hanging out, you know, and now it's like, no, like, like Ziggs would probably be a pyromaniac and would not vibe with Heimer in the slightest in Arcane. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And then Glamour, as we mentioned, that was a thing, but I don't know if they're bringing that in or not. Hopefully not. We are, We both agree on that. Glamour is a very confusing. That's you know, just a weird little like, hate, hate, wave, hand wavy yeah. thing that they use narratively. Um, it's no. not great. It's not great at all. Um, but yeah, his his whole thing is he's just like an adventurer in Pil. I'm sorry, not adventurer. A professor in Piltover who's a genius that invents stuff. Like that's literally yeah. it. That's all they have for him. But look, you look at arcane and you're like wow you could fill a novel with how much he knows right and how much he's done here like not much at all so yeah piltover's on overall like very underdeveloped like the only real underdeveloped area in all of league of legends um but arcane really has created an amazing storyline for it that i really hope that they adapt to I, i do the one thing that i i would that i would like to see carried over and this is more to do with the geography of it. And we talked about this a little bit. Was that the whole under yeah. thing? Like, I I do like the idea of the city being literally underneath. I, I, I do too. I just don't know how they would. But how they do it now would be very yeah. confusing. Yeah. Um. So we'll have to we'll have to see about that. But um. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't even know when that. You know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if Piltover just. You know, they have this giant boon thanks to Hextech gemstones now, and they just mm-hmm. kind of start spreading over Zon, where Zon is right now. You know what I mean? And this just start kind of building on top of it. <laughs> yeah, literally it. building on top of it. You know, because it's it's on like a like a peninsula kind of thing, right? Like, 
Like they have. Well, it's like it's like it's like two you, peninsulas, it, like, like like touching each other, like the Panama Canal or something like that. But the, you know, but it's like Piltover is like trenched in. It's literally almost like you could take an elevator all the way up to like you know thirty different floors of of um, Zon until you get to the to Piltover at the very yeah. top. Like so, it's it's really weird. Like I wish I could show you guys the the picture of it, but um, it's it's really cool how it's done. That's why I wish it was canon. Um, or well, sorry, that version is canon. Now I don't know what you know with this potentially not being canon. I don't know what the hell the deal is. But um, yeah, I do wish that I get to at least see that visually in Arcane someday because that would be cool. Yeah. They just definitely need to justify that if it's going to happen in a really big way because that's going to be the biggest thing to ever happen to that place yeah yeah. ever (laughs) so yeah but that's pretty much you know all that we have to do with the differences that that we know of at least like decent enough to mention yeah sean why don't you like talk to us a little bit about canon itself okay so whenever um, I know that is the thing that's the hot topic right now, right? Mm-hmm. On YouTube and on Twitter and all that stuff. So, and they're like, oh, this was different than in the, the canon, you know, uh, universe versus the arcane universe, yada, yada, yada. And I just, I wanted to, to talk about that. Number one, you know, what are the differences, but also, you know, ask the bigger question of like, what is the importance or, um, you know, if it isn't as important, you know, mm-hmm. uh, regarding canon right Right. the idea of canon um and i've kind of you know i have my thoughts and i i know mike is probably going to disagree with me i'm (laughs) guessing i I don't fully because we stopped ourselves from talking about because we were like you know what we'll just do an episode over it because i already knew i was going to be disagreeing with you so (laughs) So that's good audio right there yeah there we go (laughs) so we're like we need a fight on air okay um so, and that's the thing is, you know, anyone that's not familiar with the word canon, right? It's not the, mm-hmm. you throw a, a giant metal ball and, and shoot it out at another um, another uh, pirate ship or anything like that, Which right? might this be is, what I'm doing to Sean's apartment after yeah. we fight this episode. <laughs> this is, uh, what would you call it? Like to canonize something, right? To, right. Basically, it's uh, what you're doing is you're designating a single source of truth, right? You're going, mm-hmm. oh, all these other stories are fun, but this is the thing that actually happened right Right. um so it's it's a single source of truth is what what it really comes down to yeah it's Um, it's the reality of whatever game you know was writing its narrative like that yeah there's there's alt alt universes even league of legends already has several different alt universes uh related to their skin lines you know they have Mm -hmm. um so many of them Uh, that i can't think of battle battle academia yes (laughs) i can battle Battle, academia uh, there's project there's um what's the you know. what's the girl what's the uh, the girl one sailor moon one uh star guardian star guardian which is a great one honestly oh <laughs> i mean it's one of their best selling they have so, actual yeah. they have actual lore for all the universes too people it's not just yeah. a skin line they actually have legit lore and cinematics related to that as well um but well, and, and i'm glad you you brought up the term alt universe mm-hmm. right because that is actually what i want to advocate for mm-hmm. um i think and I'm just going to say it out, out loud. I think the idea of canon, right? People hold a little too much weight to it. I Sean, think it's 
uh, clutching my pearls over here. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, 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 I understand that need to have like that, that stake in the ground or that, that flag in the ground and say, this is what it is, you know? Um, but I like the idea of alternate universes, alternate type of um, explorations, right? That aren't mm-hmm. necessarily, uh, you, you're not saying like, oh, Star Guardians is the official, you know, canonized version of League of Legends or, you know, Project is the official. You're, you, it, in a way, you're, you're allowing yourself to be a little bit more malleable, right? And yeah. you can go... Well, this is this is the arcane universe, right? Mm-hmm. This is how the arcane universe plays out versus the um, you know the the authored universe that's that's on um, universe dot league of legends dot com, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I'm coming at, and and seeing how people are uh, fiercely debating, you know, what is canon, what isn't canon, and oh, you know, this has to happen this way because this is canon, and. I, I want to make the point that Arcane has kind of already said, hey, you know, you can have your own canon stuff, you know, but we aren't in we're going to use that as a as a guide, but not a rule, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, and I'm totally in favor of that. I think it's it allows a little bit more creative work to happen. But I do have a feeling there are going to be moments where the Arcane universe really branches into something different than the designated canon universe. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I'm just kind of trying to soften the blow before that happens, if that makes sense. I, yeah, I'm i just going to stop there and, mm-hmm. and or pause there. And uh, I want to get your thoughts on that, Mike. So <laughs> everything I just laid out. Yeah, I mean, the big thing for me, I'm all for alt universes that are obviously alt, right? Like mm-hmm. I know Star Guardians <laughs> is not reality. Until I get a Tom Kent Star Guardian skin, that is not like <laughs> canon <laughs> canon reality for me. Now, if I get that skin, people, we have a different <laughs> conversation. But <laughs> it's funny how how quickly you can change on a dime then, there. Then know? League of Legends becomes the alt universe. Star Guardian is my, <laughs> my only thing. Um, but anyways, no. So so for me, like obvious alt universes, totally fine. There's so many of them, and I love the fact that they exist. Besides maybe pop like KDA alt universe, that mm-hmm. one I'm not a big fan of. Uh, but here, the problem that exists is that because right now we don't, they like haven't admitted that this is canon yet, right? Over the canonical storyline that we already know from the game, right? That's told through the game. Mm-hmm. The problem is for two things. It's so similar that it gets confusing. That's my number one thing. And considering this show is probably the biggest entry point for people to go right into knowing lore, I feel like that's just going to be... It's just going to be an issue later on because it's going to be confusing whenever people are trying to match up certain events where they take it from parts of the game because... Keep in mind, they are doing, you know, they typically do crossover events with things, right? And so whenever you're doing crossover events of a show into the game that has canon lore that's not actually canon but is canon, that gets super confusing really quick. So I have a big issue with that. And then the other thing is is that 
the arcane lore is just so much better for like it's just better lore than what we already have and it would be so minimal to tweak it to put it into basic lore because i mean like let's not forget like originally guys whenever the game first launched we had our our og lore which is very different from the lore that the game itself holds now and it was because you know who knew if the game was going to ever take off they weren't taking it like they were taking it seriously but not as like a from a narrative sense seriously you know, mm-hmm. they were just focusing on it, trying to be a successful MOBA at the time. So the 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 story was very much a secondary thing. And then it was probably about three, four years after the game released and it started to really pick up traction like crazy. That's whenever they just started to just redo all the lore to the lore that we have now, which is super in-depth, has a whole bunch of it everywhere, of so many regions. Like I even mentioned for um, Tales of Runeterra, there's like literally a thousand different stories that are done like by professional authors that are so beautifully written all about, you know, characters crossover between characters, all that kind of stuff. So the fact that these are just so similar and they're basically written about the same thing, just one is done better than the other. I don't know why you wouldn't want it to be Canon. Do you agree with any of that? No, not really. Um, I, mean, I think I think that's the to, thing you have to admit well, that like the crossover between the games gets things confusing then. Oh, well, well, yeah. So but that's the thing is like the way I look at it is like if you're at the point where you're going and you're investigating the the and you're reading the stories in mm-hmm. the in the it, for the, the game itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you're not that confused anymore. Right. You, you've already like dove into the deep end at that point and you're swimming around and, and doing backstrokes and stuff. You know what I mean? I don't, like, I don't agree with that. No, I don't think. Oh, so at I, all. I, I think so. I think if, if you're going into the, the league of legends, you know, um, uh, canon universe, then, uh, I think it's, it's, yeah, there's going to be overlap, but it's kind of like you saying, Oh, well, Thanos, you know, wanted to, um, uh, court death, you know, mm-hmm. in, the comics and death is a literal literal entity and that's why he killed half the universe versus um his motivation in the movies which is you know he's got some twisted you know perspective of like this will save the universe if he (laughs) kills half of it kind of thing Mm -hmm. um like at the end of the day it's it is very similar but it's i'm smart enough to where i can go well yeah that's the mcu and then those are the comics you know like I just I'm not worried about the confusion aspect of, of it at all. Um, I do understand the idea of like how do I how do I explain this? Um, wanting to have like a, a a single source of continuity. Yeah. But I just I feel like it's kind of like a a, a futile exercise where it's just like there's going to be stuff in the future that comes up even in the canon lore that they're going to go. Uh, maybe we need to rewrite this because this does not come out the way we it needs to come out for the next story kind of thing. And then they're going to see an opportunity and they're going to go, okay, like let's, let's rewrite this little piece and we'll make, we'll backdate it 10 years instead of it being 10 years into the future, because that's what helps the story move along. And it's, it's of little consequence, you know? Well, we're so, not talking about filling in gaps. We're talking about that, like just totally changing things, but like they're no stranger to retconning things, so why not retcon the Piltover area to just match up with our game? Like, wouldn't that just be easier? 
it it would be easier but i at the same time i think there's a a benefit of having two alternate universes because you can as you're creating both of these universes you can kind of pull things that you like from that one and but not feel completely confined to it and so they kind of feed off of each other at the end of the day um i know that's a really abstract way of of looking at it but like <clears throat> i just i like the idea of having two separate alternate universes that have their own identity. Um, they use the same characters. The events are very similar, you know, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you, you have a, a different interpretation of, of, of those stories. Right. Um, and you know, arcane's obviously going to allow for a little bit more nuance than what you would get, um, you know, from, from straight up, you know, reading lore. Right. So just to condense um, it, you're saying you're you're saying that you find it advantageous because you get more freedom if yeah. you define it as alt universe, basically, right? Yeah, and just drop right. like my my the thing I'm advocating for mm-hmm. is just dropping the idea of canon in the first place and being able to go like, oh yeah, this is the arcane universe. This happened in the arcane universe. Oh, I read up what happened in the Lowell universe. And I think this is what it's leading to, but I'm not 100% certain because this is its own universe, right? Um, I like that. Yeah, approach. I don't. I hate that. <laughs> oh, I, I love it so much more. I think, it's just, like, I think it's just a fundamental, like, I do like freedom in the narrative of really more so finding the areas that have been loosely applied definition to and then expanding upon it. That's how I prefer to be surprised mm-hmm. in a story. But I like all of it to be in one timeline. I don't like the Loki series of events here where we're going into the multiverse. Um, unless well, it's okay. just super so let's, obvious. So let's, let, on, I want to clarify something there. <laughs> real, real quick. I, just for me, like I'm just saying, because I condensed down your point, just to condense down my point for everyone that's mm-hmm. listening. My point is just purely based on the fact that I think that it's far less confusing and there isn't any drawback besides tweaking the timeline of a few things in Piltover to making Arcane canon in the actual League of Legends game universe. Well, what were you going to say? What what I'm going to say is that mm-hmm. I hope Arcane mm-hmm. keeps to itself, if that makes sense. Right. Like like it it it's got its own identity. It's got its own freedom. Like in it at the end of the day. If something in the League of Legends universe just doesn't line up for Arcane, I want Arcane to be able to go. Okay, we're gonna, we're not gonna put this one in because it doesn't line up with with how the story is playing out, mm-hmm. and we can make that decision. Well, let me right? ask you this: rather Why than not? rather than pigeonholing themselves into some sort of you know arbitrary like canonized like. Um, default setting well i also think sense. you're thinking of it in the wrong way i think you're you're like turning it around a bit everyone's expecting arcane to kind of utilize the league of legends timeline to as a like a, a general guide for what they do right they're going to pull things from that story but what people want is not for arcane to stop doing you know its own thing what people want is to make whatever arcane does from now on the new canon of league of legends because it's doing it better yeah i feel like there's not a problem with that because you still have everything that you want it's just creating this or fleshing out i'll even say this new version better version of the timeline because nowhere does it even say that it's like an alternate timeline 
Most people are yeah, thinking this is yeah. the story of League of Legends. And why wouldn't it be? Because it's great. Yeah, I guess I'm just, I'm looking at it as like an old comic fan, right? Where it's like, oh, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go read these comics because they are different from the MCU. I don't want to just read what I just watched. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's where I'm coming from. It's like, I want two sources of different content that I can consume versus one, one source. And then the other one being like just a, a worded version of it. You know what I mean? Like. I just don't see. Yeah, I mean, I think that they did that out of necessity because comic books, especially like whenever you look at Marvel, like they're so old by comparison to what we have now. And they're so convoluted because, I mean, it was a big way to make money. So they just overrode each other thousands of times. I think if they had something that was generally very close to like a canonical timeline, I don't think that we would be having the MCU versus the versus the the comic timeline but it's literally impossible to follow one steady line of canon in comic book lore we will agree to disagree i'm gonna go ahead and take so. that canon out and i'm gonna i'm gonna take care of it <laughs> <laughs> um, have gangplank uh, uh aim at my apartments so. yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna bring <laughs> you into loose. the literal canon timeline um, <laughs> but, but anyways I, I think we've kind of done our spiel yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't want to tell all of you guys this to dissuade you from being like you know checking out the canon lore um, because a i don't think we really know a hundred percent like they could still confirm yes we are going to go ahead and make this canon lore which would honestly make the most sense to me so i hope that they do do that and i think that they addressed someone from some question somewhere that has been making the rounds recently and been saying oh maybe it's not going to be canon that's what's kind of created this whole conversation yeah. and i right you know we've had this conversation but yeah i just we don't I just, need to go, yeah. i know I think you're for it That's well i just fine. think it's like you know you just kind of you go hey this is this is arcane it's different you know and then you have league of legends and that's different you know so <laughs> but yeah no so i think that you know with that based on what's happening please check out the lore of the actual universe league of legends because just because it may not be canon there doesn't mean that a lot of the same plot points don't apply. Like you're still going to have, you know, a lot of the huge well, events that went on and all the other. And parts there's, of the there's that's the other thing too is if you're kind of worried about arcane and and potential spoilers or something like that, or you kind of want to be fresh, go look at those other places. Like Bilgewater's amazing, um, mm -hmm. Targon's amazing. So like it's. Literally all of them are. Freljord is fun. <laughs> um. <laughs> that's, yeah, Freljord actually is the one place where it's like it's a little, little kind of like, eh, it's cold Well, there. I don't know, because ancient, ancient Freljord is pretty Yeah, that's sick. where the old gods like, are and stuff. Th three yeah. sisters. Th yeah, three sisters Freljord. That's yeah, fucking sick. So. Um, well, no, it's not. Oh, but, you're like, thinking of, okay, sorry. I was, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, three, three sisters, sisters yeah. of the the different tribes and then. No, and no, no, you, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the OG. Yeah, three yeah. Sisters. Avarosa and, and yeah. all that. Avarosa, yeah. yeah. Um, La Foundra. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we have so all of that. But that's definitely like a cool place to check out. But modern Freljord, that's definitely like a place, like if you don't get there, you know, not a yeah. big deal. But uh, yeah, everywhere else, man, check it out, dude. It's so cool. We'll, we'll each give you a rundown of, of just like, or not a rundown, but just a quick little. Um, take on what event we each want in uh, a little bit. But first, let's talk about the community response. Uh, everything that's been going on recently, like what has surprised you the most? Um, I mean, I guess it wasn't much of a surprise, but like 
everyone's obsessed with Vine Caitlin. Um, I've seen so much fan art, uh, for better or worse, <laughs> Vine Caitlin. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's cool because this is one of the first mediums where you really see a, um, uh, a, a, I don't know what else to call it, but like a lesbian relationship, right? Um, play out on screen mm-hmm. organically and not overt to where it feels like pandering at all. It doesn't feel like pandering in the slightest. I've shown it to a couple more uh, traditional friends of mine and they loved it. And they're mm-hmm. just like, oh yeah, no, we're totally on board. And I'm like, okay, that's that's a good sign. Like you got you know people that are a little bit more on the right side of the fence going, Hey, this is awesome. I'm like, that's awesome. Right. Um, where I know in, right. in other forms of media, it's, it's really come across as, as like pandering and, and just inauthentic. But, um, and so you see that like overflow of, of, uh, the inauthentic or unauthentic, unauthentic. uh, uh, <coughs> <fuck> you. uh <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, the community has really embraced that, which is exciting to me because, uh, this is stuff that that Mike and I have kind of known about in league for the longest time. It's it's always been a very uh, forward thinking company in its character designs. Um, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> on the back back end, I'm not so sure. Uh, but uh, but yeah, definitely in its character designs. Um, you know, one of my favorite characters is Alawi, and she is just. Uh, uh, just a, a beast of a woman that will um, shake you to your core. Oh yeah. Uh, let's just say Gangplank is uh, uh, is is her boyfriend. Um, she's not his girlfriend. Okay. So yeah, yeah that's for sure. <laughs> there is a yeah, common so, difference in that relationship, and it is yeah. not Gangplank to your surprise. And Gangplank <laughs> is like literally like the tyrannical ruler of, of Bilgewater, um, or or was yeah. right. Although to be fair, though, I mean. Uh, like you can't hold that woman down, bro. Like uh, she's. Oh, absolutely. You know absolutely. Mean? But, um, but yeah. you know, it just, it kind of, uh, you know, harks back to, um, you know, league's design philosophy on their characters. And I just, I'm so excited for, you know, some of these other characters to come into play, uh, like, you know, like, um, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, no, okay. not Nico. Well, oh yeah, Nico. Um, they were really. I, that one felt a little pandery with Nico. I'm talking like Le- Leona and Diana. I think these two. These are two characters that are just uh, incredible, and to see their okay. their lesbian relationship play out is going to be uh, just really. Um, I think it's gonna it's gonna push um, you know the the uh, the the hive mind mentality forward in a way that um, hasn't really been done before. Yeah. Um, I did see something the other day and I'm just going to put it out there. That way people, if they decide to run with it, they can, if they choose not to, then so be it. I saw a card interaction between Tarek and Pantheon that led me to be a little suspicious. So my gaydar started to go off a little bit. Yep. Yep. I mean, Tarek, absolutely. But I mean, yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying like, like, you know. Huh, I never, I never would have. I just I, never me neither until I saw that card interaction, and I was just kind of like, I was like, mm, I could see this happening. Like, and it's one of those two where like Pantheon's never been, you know, identified as, as gay or straight or anything like that. And I'm like, they could, and not to mention Pantheon is like, literally probably the most badass man in Runeterra. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anyone else that 
uh, yeah, he's a fucking yeah, god, god killer. killer. Like, <laughs> I mean, and uh, <laughs> it would be really cool to see, you know, some th- some sort of dynamic between those two play out too, and in an authentic and genuine way, not. A, a I agree. Way. I would actually find that like very right? interesting to see if it was done. If it was done, really I need well. it. I'll yeah. find that clip and I'll I'll send it to you, and you can you know, it's one of those. It's a little bit of me reaching, but the way Pantheon finishes uh, Tark's sentence, I was kind of like. Hmm, okay. <laughs> oh, you're. I feel like whenever I hear this now, I'm gonna be you're like, gonna be like uh, but no. I'm I'm putting it out there just yeah. to see what people actually do. So um, I'm a I'm a chaos. I honestly can't wait I, till I see Tark on screen. Oh yeah. Oh, Tark, Tark or Pantheon reason. on screen is gonna be incredible. Incredible. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, but I just I really hope that they don't because one thing that League has been really good about and mm-hmm. Arcane especially has been not like and I've noticed this they don't yes, label yeah anything. Well, and so, they're they, one of the writers actually made a point to say like in this world where these prejudices don't really exist why would you even mm-hmm. need a label you know it's like me going yeah. like oh uh, I'm not a righty be- or I'm not a lefty because I write with my right hand it's like there's no prejudice yeah, exactly. there's no label for that it's just a description you know more than anything right um so yeah so i, I don't know that that's kind of uh, i like that right has taken that philosophy where it's you know Same. It, there Me isn't too. these yeah. prejudices um that exist because this world is is a different world and they wouldn't have a label for something well let's like be that. real so there's so much more to worry about like, i feel like that's part of the problems of them there's so much more oh, to worry it, about in the world of yeah. like there's such bigger issues <laughs> always at, at well, stake I mean, there's, that like who the well, fuck but, has time to but that's care the, for i mean that. you can make the same case here in in our world there's so many bigger issues to be dealing with than yeah but know. i'm talking about like i mean we're talking about gods sun yeah, discs yeah. coming out like <laughs> blood wars like i mean this oh, is this is a whole yeah, bunch of yeah yeah but that we're but that's the thing is like i like what riot's doing i hope they stay on the path but they don't they don't falter and uh you know reach into the pandering bucket just because they feel obligated to you know it needs to whatever they decide to do with these characters as long as it's organic and you sell me on it then i'll, I'll buy it you know like um but yeah, that's I what agree. they have to do and and kind of you know circling back to the community response to this it's just it's really um uh i i think it's exciting and it kind of shows exactly you know where we are as a society and how quickly we've progressed in the past, you know, couple of years. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, um, you know, I've seen, um, uh, I, I can't stop seeing the meme of, um, what is it? Silco on the beach with Jinx and then Vander on the beach with Vi. Right. And it was based off of the Robert, Robert Downey oh, yeah. Jr. And his daughter yeah. and, and Chris Hemsworth and his daughter on the beach. And I'm just like, this is so funny. Oh, my yep. God. Um, it's great. I would love to see an alt-universe where well, that happens. But that's the thing, too, right? Is like, I'm just, I'm so excited uh, for the, because, the, like, what, it's happened before where it's like, okay, you walk in to, like, a Comic-Con and you're like, oh, okay, there's a Jinx, you know? Oh, okay. There's a, because it's always Jinx is really popular. Um, Jinx is easily the most popular at, at the comic cons. Um, and then that you see Garen's and stuff like that. Um, but you know, it doesn't really, you know, outside of, you know, San Diego, uh, it, that's kind of, it's hit or miss when it comes to Lowell. And I'm excited to really see the cosplayers show up. I'm ready to see 
the tables pop up with new toys and stuff like that. Like, so, you know, I, I think we're about to enter um, an era if, if right can keep it going, we're going to enter an era where, um, you know, these, these characters are going to become as prevalent in these, these communities as, um, you know, uh, Spider-Man and, 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 and Thor and stuff like that. Like I, I genuinely believe mm-hmm. the potential is there. And I think it's because the, you know, Riot is hitting on things that, uh, people have been demanding for years from, uh, you know, Marvel characters and, and DC characters, and, uh, they've been kind of skirted, you know, it's like, yeah, DC does have, um, you know, gay and, and, and bi and lesbian characters, but they, they aren't, um, uh, represented and, and, and respected on a level that um, people can be passionate about right now, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, on the big screen, where I think Riot, if they come in and they, they really hone in on that, um, the community is going to embrace it, and they, they already have. So, um, But yeah, that's, that's kind of my two cents yeah, on, I, I, on that whole thing. I think this is... Yeah, yeah. I would definitely agree. I, I mean, the way that they are, specifically the way that they are going with the... Um, you know, TV show cinematic mm-hmm. area of their storytelling. It could easily, if they play their cards right and they make shows like this for every single one of their shows and movies, I mean, they're going to crush yeah. it, dude. Like they're going to become a household name yeah. straight up. Um, but yeah. And then you add in like, you know, the other games that they're going on in, into with everything, especially the MMO. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Donskis. But yeah, overall, like I do feel like this is one of the best, um, shows where I felt sexuality was treated appropriately to where, as you said, and respected to the point where it feels like it wasn't pandering to anyone's, you know, goals, like in the inclusivity checkboxes, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but either way, I think that no matter what, what, if this is considered canon or not, I think we can both agree that arcane was astounding and we want it to keep going, whether it becomes canonized yeah. or not. Absolutely. We can agree now, there. The big, the, <laughs> we, we can at least yes. agree there. But now the bigger question is, what event do you want to see play out? Because I think this event, I mean, like the event that we're going to be seeing here basically is Piltover versus on in an all out fest, right? The, a civil mm-hmm. war. Um, that's going to be the big event that this specific TV show is going to be going up to. What event would you like to see be the main purpose of another TV show of theirs? This is kind of bizarre and maybe it's not really an event per se. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually would really like to see the fall and rise of Tarek like, and because it number one, it really a back to a specific. Well, but character? that's that's the thing is like I feel like that could lead into, um, because because Tarek's from Demacia, right? He's banished to yeah. to climb uh, the mountain, basically a death sentence, right? Um, most people right. just end up leaving Demacia and not coming back. Um, but I have a feeling that would be able to kind of number one introduce you to Demacia and Targon simultaneously. Like he's a good bridge between the two, mm-hmm. but then that leaves, that goes into, 
um, him, uh, what do they call it? It's not ascended. Um, is it ascended when he when what? he becomes um, an aspect? No, yeah, ascended well, is is well, a Shurima term. Ascended is from the sun disks. Yeah, but they essentially become like very similar. They become yeah. gods. Uh, but I, I would say aspects are above like the ascended yeah so, so i yeah. i would s- maybe it's they they become the creation of aspects i don't know how else to yeah but it. maybe like like you know that leading into um like the aspect storyline um and being able to see like you know these other aspects kind of come into uh into fruition especially pantheon so okay so i'm gonna go ahead and and count that into like you want to see mount targon specifically an event as in where someone gets yes. their power becomes yeah. an aspect. Yeah. Okay. And it would now you really want Tark specifically, or do you want any character to any of the characters? That I mean, I, I, I would be cool with any of the characters to become aspects. I think mm-hmm. if the, you know, the way something like a story like that would play out is I think, I think, I mean, we, we would have to start with Leona, wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it depends on how far back you want to go, because I think that actually the first one would be, oh my god, what's her name? Uh, Zoe? Girl, Aspect of Twilight, Zoe. I think Zoe was the first, technically, Aspect of Twilight. I, that, so I wonder if they, yeah. I mean, she wasn't the, let me just specify this, she wasn't the first Aspect of Twilight, but she was the first out of the characters that we okay. have. So yeah, you know, just, uh, it would be cool to see Mount Targon on the screen, and you know, really start to explore um, the Solari and, and the Lunari, but also the mm-hmm. um, the the trial of becoming an aspect. So right, I, yeah. I mean, everyone's like everyone has to come out, and everyone has a, a great story of going up. And I bet, like, it's gonna be absolutely amazing to watch someone yeah. get up there, right? But I would have to say, like, the one <laughs> that I would really want to see from Targon would have to be Pantheon. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, I can't wait till they do something with Pantheon. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But, okay, so there's Pantheon for that. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Tarek or, or Leona and Diana for Mount Targon. That's what you want, the event of someone becoming yeah. an aspect. Yeah. For me, I am going to go ahead and say that I would have to, and people might roll their eyes because it's the obvious choice, but man, I have loved the ruination for a long fucking time, dude. The ruination is a storyline that they recently kind of got into really the conclusion of like what happened after the ruination because the ruination itself was a very specific event that happened actually before the history of League of Legends, the modern history of League of Legends. So... Yeah, um, but it's it's basically to do with a king that lost his wife. He sent out people to try to go characters from the game actually that we that we have um, to try to go out and find something to revive her because she was you know uh, had fallen ill at the time she wasn't quite dead yet. By the time that they found something in this one blessed isle, the queen had already died. Whenever they returned, and so he took her dead body over there and. He was going to try to heal her with this uh, sacred water that they had. And basically they said, no, you can't do that because if you do, you're going to fuck her up. And no one wants to deal with that. Obviously, this is the like, like super, super. This is the spark notes of yeah. the spark yeah. notes of this. But um, yeah, basically then a really evil guy basically was the one that ended up doing it. 
um, for means that are actually going to be playing out in something else later on, I heard, as far as a story for him specifically, which will okay. be really cool. Um, but anyways, you're, you're talking uh, about, you're so talking about that ended up ha- Yes. Okay. Yeah. What, have you heard that too or no? No, I haven't heard that. Okay, you're just saying, you know, who who did it? Who done did yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's obviously um, Thresh. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so basically we see that play out and then he, you know, she kind of comes back to life and he's like, oh shit, what have I done? And then he ends up um, killing her and then because this place where they're at is basically super magical and there's tons of different relics there, it ends up creating this cataclysmic event um, that creates the mist yeah, the mist that comes over and does all this stuff with bilgewater, and or it's just really fun. It was like the mist, and then it was the harrowing, and then well, like... it's the mi- it's the mist is, is okay the, is the stuff right? That's the that's what's left over, like the remnants. It's this mysterious mist that comes in, and it basically carries souls with it. And if you're in there too long, you'll die, and you'll turn into a soul. Um, but the harrowing is once a year. The harrowing, you know, happens to be around, uh, you know, Halloween time, Halloween, yeah. up. but <laughs> that's whenever that's whenever the harrowing like the mist expands and goes beyond its normal borders and goes to build water and stuff like that, mm. where you have to fight that fight back these spirits. Um, so, yeah, really cool. I mean, recently just got the conclusion of the event, basically uh, what happened, who was causing the mist, how it was happening, all that kind of stuff. The ruined king. Um and uh, fighting it back, the you know, killing the wife again, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, really cool storyline. Epic, epic, epic tale. I can't wait. I would love to see that in show form. There's, it, it spans so many characters, right? We have the Sentinels. We have, I mean, even the Ruined King gang that we just got. Like, there's tons of, you know, we have uh, five major characters already there. So, like, they would be able to bring in so many different people there. I'd love to see it all play out. But it's like a major war event. So, yeah, they would really have to spend a lot of time on it. But, yeah, that would have to be my event. But anyways, so that wraps up this episode, guys. That was, uh, once again, much longer than we expected. But that's pretty <laughs> much on point for us. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to do... Before I guess we go, I just want to quickly rattle off the the socials again, but then also we're going to read the reviews that you guys gave us because, or catch back up, I should say, on the reviews that that you guys gave us because there's a good amount of them and you guys are amazing. What you guys say in them is really, really awesome, so we'll definitely get to those. We just, for those of you that don't care to listen to them, you can sign off now, but if you do want to listen, keep paying attention, but yeah. Real quick, just follow us on Twitter at C-O-R underscore pod or just type in Chronicles of Runeterra in the search bar. You can find us. Follow us, please. And uh, then, of course, find us on Apple Podcast. Give us a five-star review because we're going to be reading them out just like now. All right, that's it. Let's go ahead and move on to those. For those of you that are leaving, see you next time on the next episode. And for those of you that have stayed, congratulations. You're our favorites. don't tell anyone (laughs) but all right so let's go ahead and get started with these reviews now so sean do you want to take the first one sure so the first one is from tan man was taking taken Mm -hmm. uh, titled engaging and intellectual Hmm. there we go Um, finally i get called both of those i've been always engaging never intellectual (laughs) (laughs) um uh, i've listened to my oh I've listened. This is uh, they've requested oh, yeah. to Give do this some... in the champion voice of mm-hmm. Riven. Okay, 
Let me give me a second. Let me make sure I, I remember what Riven sounds like. Okay. For those of you that have that tuned in late, I don't think we mentioned this this episode, but if you do leave a five star review and you want it us to try to do read it off in the voice of a particular character in League of Legends, you can let us know the character's name and we will attempt to do that character. Whenever you guys okay. do female characters, we know that you're fucking with us, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so this one's Riven. So <clears throat> Heart and Blade. Both broken. Okay, here we go. I've listened to Mike in other podcasts, and he's been great in all of them. Sean is a great partner to agree and counter with Mike. These two do love their lore universe. And for someone like me, who doesn't know much, it's fun to listen to. I've already learned a lot. Give it a listen. Hey, How was that? Was that very good? Go. Very good. <laughs> much better than me, I can guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> all right tan man thank you very much we really appreciate it uh you are the best i actually uh, this i swear to god this was not me writing this, <laughs> going to the trouble of making a whole new thing and writing this review i promise um but anyways thank you i know who he is because he, he does listen, listen to some of my other pods so thank you very much um, the awesome. next one is, uh, did we already read out Snug or no? I feel like we did Yeah, we, we, rug it, we read out Snug on the last okay. one. Mm-hmm. So all you right, do so the this, next one, which is uh, All right, Drama so this Luva. is Drama Luva mm-hmm. right here. All right, so five stars. Very interesting podcast, it calls it. So yeah, we're at least interesting. So that's good. Um, I love listening to this podcast on my commute. My only critique, it's, it's ironic that I get to say this one. <laughs> my only critique is Mike says whenever a ton in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> drama lover is starting to some drama over here. <laughs> he stays true to his name. Uh, but now I had no idea. We actually read that like a few, I think before the final episode. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I literally texted John. I was like, dude, do I say whenever a lot? And he said I didn't, but I'm not sure if he was sparing my feelings I, Honestly, or not. it's it's one of those I, I haven't paid attention, you know? And I've, mm-hmm. I've talked with you for so long that even if you did say something repeatedly, I probably wouldn't even register it anymore. There you go. So. You don't pay attention to anything I say. So yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. <laughs> All right. You can have the next one. Okay. So the next one's from Ninja Taco for oh, the win. Coolest name, by the way. <laughs> Ninja Taco. <laughs> uh, great pod. Best arcane analysis out there right now. Only ones I've seen that do a deep dive and they do it tremendously. Awesome. Thanks, Ninja Taco. Thank you very much. Win. Amazing name. <laughs> and finally, those hours of writing all of the notes for each episode. My God. It's going to be <laughs> like, <paid> off. <laughs> seriously, God help us the day whenever we have like multiple shows running. If we ever get to the point where there's multiple this, shows running, this better time, be, we, we better have a Patreon by that Patreon point. Attached so, to this at yeah. that point. My God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full time job. All right. All right you, you take the next one. Spicy right, Matt. So then we got Spicy Matt next. Now, this one is a long one, by the way. Thank you very much. Now, this one says, I'm very green to the LOL universe. I actually started watching the show before playing the game. And these wordsmiths Ooh. on this podcast are great. Awesome. By the way, I've never been referred to as a wordsmith. No. Before. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, they do an excellent descriptive deep dive and is great for newcomers to the universe. You guys do an excellent job explaining things that newcomers have no clue about. Anyone reading this, please rate this five stars and follow them on Twitter. I unfortunately can't follow them on Twitter, (laughs) (laughs) but the best I can do is this review. You guys rock. Keep up the great work and content, and I look forward to what you guys got on future shows, movies, theories, and discussions. Great job. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much, Spicy Matt. 
I am so, uh, I am sorry too that you also can't follow us on Twitter. Yes. See you yeah. at C O R underscore bot. <coughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, all right, next one. Uh, okay. Go ahead. <clears throat> From American John, Arcane is art. I'm on my third rewatch of the show. It is pure art. I had no previous experience with League of Legends. This podcast really helped expand my appreciation of Arcane by connecting it with the games and greater league universe. Thanks, Very American nice. John. American John, truly the American thing to say. There we go. I'll praise you for anything if you just yeah. say that I'm good. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So next we have Filling the Void by T.C. Bailey. Now, that sounds like an author, right? Yeah, I know, right? Like, yeah. It's like official. Which makes, it makes sense. I'm they obviously, Google, let me Google T.C. Bailey. Exactly. T.C. So. Bailey. <laughs> filling the <laughs> even the Even the title, Filling the Void. Like, it's very poetic. <laughs> All right. After finishing Arcane Season 1, I was left with a void in my life. I loved the character development, animation, and the score of the show. And let me just say characters one more time. And I needed more exclamation point, by the way. That's how dramatic it was. Mm -hmm. Driving back from work, I listened to several of these episodes, and it not only made the drive fly by, it filled the void left by finishing the show. It's so entertaining listening to this recap and deep dive, and I'm a sucker for lore. Having never played League of Legends and never intending to. Good good job. Good job. <laughs> not, so. not a terrible choice. <laughs> it's nice to have these guys to fill me in on the little lore morsels I would otherwise miss. I love that word, morsels. Morsels, you know? yeah. yeah Very good. rarely do you hear this. This is a professional writer. This guy knows yeah, what he's talking guy, about. Dude. Yeah, it, the grammar in this is amazing. Exactly, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> of course, now that I've finished listening to this season's deep dive, I have a new void, but I'm excited for more to come. Well, wow. TC Bailey, we will be filling that void um, as much as we can. So. Wow, there is so the second like that's how dirty my mind. The second you said that, <laughs> that's exactly why I said it. My, head. my God, we'll be filling that void, boy. Okay, we'll be no. Real good. <laughs> no, but thank you, TC Bailey, for your words little, of kindness. Well, and little little right. little tidbit, little morsel, morsel for you guys to to chew on is uh. Um, the void is a part of League of Legends universe. Okay. We've said you're you're saying so, that like it's a revelation. We've said that like fifteen times already. I know, but I'm just you know. Let me have this, okay? So, <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Be ready for the void. Okay. There we go. That's it for the review, guys. Uh, thank you so much. We'll read out the next ones that we get on the next episode that we do. Um, assuming that we get more, maybe we won't get any more. Just put my butt in Please. my mouth. Please. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Once again, um, at C-O-R underscore pod if you want to follow us on Twitter. Um, and thank you for those reviews. All right. We will see you next time. Peace.